What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Buh. It is a weekend edition. Yeah. Technically, it's, I mean, doesn't matter when we release it or when we record it, but we are yeah. recording on a Saturday. This is a special Saturday bulletin. Special Saturday bulletin. Just hot off the press, we got some news. Yeah. In fact, uh, it's a very sad day for Singapore because the xenophobes have won. The xenophobes have won. Uh. Wow, what a way to start, man. I guess you're referring to, to the latest uh, travel restrictions that Singapore has imposed with regards to the coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, do you say virus? I did, man. Did you say virus? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Water vapor. <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> for, those, for those of you who are wondering why, why that tickled Terran so much, I mean, growing up, there's something about... I don't know, growing up in an Indian household that yeah. affects your ability to differentiate between W and V. Yeah, yeah. So, water vapor becomes water vapor. Yeah. Uh, so, I just said coronavirus. Yeah. And it's like it's like how Chinese <laughs> people can't say colleague. Is it colleague? Colleague, yeah. Colleague, colleague. Colleague, colleague, right? colleague <laughs> virus, whiskey, whiskey. Yeah, so coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, straight into the news, yeah. Huh? I get, uh, for, for new listeners, uh, this podcast is called Yala, but uh, it's a weekly podcast that Terrence and myself do. We, we have a YouTube channel, we have a comedy brand. We started doing this podcast because we normally have a lot of things to say about things that happen in Singapore. Mm. Uh, and every week we cover one serious topic, one goofy topic, and share one part of the week that we just want to share with the world. And this week's serious topic is super serious. Super huh? serious. It started, I mean, it actually really, it was just this week alone, it just exploded, right? Yeah, I mean... I guess the whole the whole issue of the coronavirus has been growing exponentially in every sense of the word, but in Singapore especially, I think this week, yeah, this week it fucking escalated, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basically, um, uh, if there's a rough timeline, if you if in case you've been living on a rock and you don't know what the coronavirus is, it's basically a uh, it's a virus related to SARS from uh, that has originated in Wuhan in the Hubei province in China, mm-hmm. and it has infected thousands. I think eleven thousand people. In the capital city alone, and and uh, I've been over what, how many deaths now? Uh, two thousand, two hundred or two hundred plus, plus deaths. Plus death, yeah, yeah, and it's now slowly starting to appear around the region because there are a lot of uh, travelers or business people who go around the region. So Singapore itself, we've now have officially have sixteen cases, and the first case of a Singaporean getting it last night. Um, plus, um, first case of a Singaporean getting it? Oh, yeah, last night. The, oh, the previous few cases were all Chinese nationals. Yeah, fifth, the last 15 oh. cases were all Chinese nationals from Wuhan. In Singapore? And, yeah, yeah, in Singapore. Singapore, we have 15 cases. 16. So fuck yeah. me, dude. And one was a Singaporean who also traveled to Wuhan. Oh, okay. So last night it was discovered that the first Singaporean case, and uh, yeah, so everyone's basically been, and this all has been happening, just for context, all has been happening in the last four to five days. So everyone in Singapore has been freaking out. There have been long lines. To buy face masks at pharmacies, uh, there have been petitions with hundred over hundred twenty thousand signatures for people t- for the government to ban um, travelers from China. Uh, and then, uh, and then earlier in the week, uh, a ban was instituted for travelers from Hubei Province itself. Yeah. That means if you carry a Hubei Province passport, you wouldn't be allowed entry into Singapore. Um, and then, uh, uh, not just that, other countries also were evacuating their own citizens from Wuhan, China, by flying them out on chartered special chartered flights. You know, all flights between the Wuhan region and Singapore also cancelled. And finally, last night, the hammer was dropped. The hammer was dropped at about 6pm. Yeah, uh, it was, yeah it was, that's the crazy thing. The timing was like Friday night somewhere. So it was like everyone's like, you know, sitting around, you know, talking and talking, maybe having a dinner and everything. And then suddenly this was dropped. What and happened? I find out, boom. So, so basically, and this is where I think I would also like to clarify because I, I'm a bit confused. 
But what I understand is that uh, the Minister Lawrence Kong, uh, Lawrence Wong, Wong. Lawrence Wong, Lawrence, Lawrence Kong Wong, is a yeah. different guy. Yeah, Lawrence Kong. <laughs> oh shit, Lawrence Wong, who uh, is the chair of this multi-ministry task force that has been set up to decide what Singapore is doing. Yeah. Um. I think yeah. To to reiterate what you said, I think January twenty first, Singapore started airport screenings. Earlier in the week, they banned uh travelers from Hubei province. But the latest restrictions, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that. Anyone who's been in China for the past fourteen days, yep. uh, is barred from entering Singapore mm-hmm. or passing through Singapore. Yeah. Um, except uh, if you are a Singapore citizen or a uh, a foreigner with a long term pass that's been in Singapore for a long time, you get yeah. a fourteen day leave of absence or yeah. fourteen day quarantine that's mandatory. Yep. Um, and on top of that, everyone with a PRC passport is denied entry. Yeah. That right. is correct, right? Yeah. Because I think that has caused a big point of contention that. Uh, I mean, you get few people talking about, but I don't really see mm. a lot of coverage about that in the mainstream really. media. Actually, the the or mainstream media, yeah, yeah. But yeah. actually, they've been uh, not not mainstream media lah. But I've seen uh, commentary or opinion or op ads uh, with mm. by people like Calvin Cheng, yeah. for example, yeah. who uh, earlier in the week he's like, oh, it's if you're gonna institute this travel ban on all Chinese people, right? It's gonna backfire. It's gonna make us look bad in front of China and are we overstating the the severity of this crisis and all, then on my own personal Facebook I was seeing a lot of people saying you know don't let the referring to the petition to ban Chinese travelling uh, yeah. uh, let's not let the xenophobes win this time let's not let the racists win this time and let's not let's not listen to the the, the, the people who are fear mongering and, and using it as an excuse to to attack Chinese people or, or place restrictions on Chinese travel. So, so to clarify, the petition is called Stop the Wuhan Virus from Entering Singapore. Mm. This petition made changes with 127,216 supporters as of 1st February yeah. 2020. Yeah. So just some excerpts from the petition is to urge the government to temporarily stop Chinese nationals and travellers from China from arriving on our shores. So essentially, the travel bans that have been put in place echo this. La. Exactly. That's why I said. Yeah. I started saying the xenophobes so, have won. Okay. So, so when, when Terrence and I arrived at our office, we, we curbed our opinions because we wanted to share everything on this podcast. So if I were to ask you, what, what do you think of the travel ban or the travel restrictions? Um, the, travel, uh, the travel restrictions. I, I, okay, the, the, my, my whole, the whole week I've been feeling a little uh, un, a bit stranger because... The, I was just like, why is suddenly everyone so woke? Eh? Why yeah. is everybody coming out and calling out racism and xenophobia? Isn't doesn't anyone realize like we really don't know jack shit about this virus? Um, this fatality rate, everything. We're still trying to figure it out. We're still watching what's happening in China. Really don't know what the fuck's going on. And um, anyone who's you know, if you watch a zombie movie or or Walking Dead, whatever, you know this shit spreads fast. And if and knowing how SARS was before, right? If the logical thing seemed to be to just close your borders or close entry for for where the the virus is coming from, to me it's like maybe that step should have been taken earlier rather mm. than later because it, it's as much as yeah the, so so that's why I was very uneasy because there were so many people saying oh xenophobes oh racist and I was like wait wait we're all we're all still trying to grasp get get a handle of what the virus is you know so. I don't think that people are freaking out, fear mongering so much just because they are calling for 
actually what has happened. Like, like what you see now is a very logical step, lah, right? Mm. And they called for it early. So Wait, logical step meaning the tra- called for tra- for uh, travel restriction. travel restrictions, yeah, not travel ban, travel not restriction. Travel ban. Travel travel ban sounds like something Trump would do. <laughs> no, but actually, yeah. I mean, technically, it is a travel, a travel ban. ban la, travel yeah, restriction yeah. restriction just feels like a buttered up uh, yeah. and watered down uh, yeah, yeah. term for something that it actually is, la. Yeah, but but that's where I came from. Where I, I felt like, eh, why suddenly, why suddenly everyone coming out of the closet and being so woke about this issue? So yeah. so that surprised you. That surprised me, yeah. But but okay, so if I understand the timeline correctly, uh, yesterday this ban was announced. Thursday, the World Health Organization uh, kind of made, made this a global epidemic. Like. I think yeah. I think they escalated another level. Yeah. But this petition has been going on for like a week. Since, yeah, for a while already. Yeah, and I think there was a petition in Malaysia that was very similar that also yeah. got 347,000 signatures. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're saying that as the petition was growing strength, you felt uneasy that people were that woke. Yeah, that because... Uh they were that confident that you know people are overreacting, and they shouldn't. And and basically they Wait, were they just are that confident that people are over. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. basically okay. there were these people saying, "Ah, oh, yeah, you are overreacting. Whatever you are doing is because you hate Chinese people. Whatever you are suggesting is because you hate Chinese people. You are racist. You are xenophobic. Depending on whether you're ethnic Chinese, mm. uh, So so yeah, to me it was like eh, that's like just labeling people without really. I mean, no one really knows the extent of this virus yeah, right yeah. now, right? Even the yeah. Chinese are surprised by it every single day. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is that the the someone who's motivated to sign that petition or uh, support that ban might not really be racist. Right? Yeah. They just want to be very paranoid. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. But I don't agree with the ban. You don't agree with the ban? Okay. Yeah. The why? fact that the that all PRC nationals are banned—that's what I find weird. So mm. I tried watching the video of uh, Lawrence uh, Wong uh, doing, during a press conference yesterday yeah. and a journalist specifically asked him. Yeah. So just to clarify, you are saying that Singapore will ban all trav- foreigners who have been in mainland China for the past 14 days from entering or even transiting. Mm. Singapore PRs and foreigners with long-term pass will be en- uh, allowed but like ch- checked and quarantined for 14 days. But anyone with a PRC passport will not be allowed. Mm. So I guess Lawrence Wong was very politically savvy because he said... He explained the motivation because, and what I understand correctly, his motivation is that when they ban people with a Hubei-issued uh, passport, mm. uh, it is one proxy for determining your travel history. Yeah. Because the belief is if you have a passport from a certain country, chances are the likelihood of you traveling there is is higher than someone who doesn't have that passport. Mm. Which I agree. But he said this is also the reason for banning the PRC passports. Mm. And then he quickly went back saying that it is not national uh, nationalistic. It is not... Uh, the discriminatory against a specific nationality. This is not nationality-based. You have to understand the motivation. Yep. But at the end of it, it's nationality-based, right? So mm. that's why I feel like, you know, and I, and I think based on whatever I've uh, researched and uh, even uh, checked out with BBC, Singapore is the only one to ban PRC nationals in the world. Mm, mm, mm. There are a lot of countries who have banned people who are traveling from China, which I think mm. is, a, is the best thing to do. Yeah. And I think that's what Kelvin Cheng pointed out also, that essentially the US is banning people who have traveled from China regardless of their nationality. Yeah. So, implicitly they might say they don't they, even if they are racist uh, policies they don't want Chinese nationals the way they politically communicate it is that like. but it means oh, okay, that means if you are an American and you are coming from Beijing you wouldn't be allowed into no, Singapore no foreigners I think if you are American citizen yeah if you are American coming from Beijing I don't think you'll be allowed in Singapore you, don't, you won't be allowed yeah, in you Singapore yeah you won't be allowed also then there's all nationalities alright no but the thing is if you are PRC passport holder who has uh. never been to China for the past year. Uh, you still okay. cannot come to Singapore. Okay. But isn't that... But being a passport holder, isn't that a proxy for it is your a proxy, travel history? But isn't that a bit... Then you are targeting the nationality, what? Which is what contradicts what Lawrence Wong said. Yeah. And that's what I have an issue, you know? No, no. So, I I, I think uh, is they're targeting nationality uh, nationality plus. La. 
That means they are going. Okay, the the we know PRC is the the ground zero, lah, right? Yeah. And so anyone related to PRC, that is a almost an absolute ban, lah. Anyone right? who's coming from PRC, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So, which I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So and then, but on top of that, they don't discriminate between nationality other than the the, the PRC nationality. Yeah, correct. Which, so that's where I think the only thing that for me sticks out, and and I hope I'm not understanding it correctly, but everything I've read seems to imply or confirm that if you have a PRC passport, yeah. even if you last went to China when you're two years old, now you're yeah. 32, you cannot come to Singapore. But that's what you just, I mean, you answered, you just answered your own question earlier. What? The Hubei thing is no, a proxy I, for where you travel, where no, you've No, but traveled, even the what? Hubei thing, uh, I, I didn't answer that. That's what Lawrence Wong said. No, no I mean, the, when, we, when you were talking about what the Hubei, the Hubei travel yeah, ban but was. But even uh, that, for me, I can't say like, I think it's the best policy. Mm. Uh. It, it, why does it have to be based on the passport rather than travel history? If the argument is you can't verify travel history, then it feels like, um, yeah, it just feels like a weird proxy. And of course, they did they did say that uh, you have a case by case basis. Uh. Yeah. I guess on the broader picture, I'm just thinking that is this gonna be the the way forward for future epidemics? Anytime the shit happening, we just close our borders. And yeah. because there was someone from I can't remember which organization that said the downside to closing borders, right, is that from pan- epidemics in the past, like I think the most recent one was the Ebola one. If people want to travel, they will find a way. Yep. And if they go through the in illegal means, I guess that's where Singapore very hard, la, it's very harder. Yeah, la, it's yeah. harder. But if they go through illegal means, then it's tough to regulate. Yeah. So I think that that is a good point. I think it might not be the most applicable to Singapore. But I just felt as a policy to say if you have a passport holder for this country, immediately you're not allowed. But, but I mean, the f- okay, then if let's say we go run with that, la, right? That. Uh, we every case, right? We have to really figure out what your ex- exact travel yeah. history is. That is, but can't it just be like the fourteen days, effort. the last fourteen days? Uh, I think the incubation period for the the virus actually could be it's fourteen be days quite long. Yeah, but fourteen days only. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what that's why I lasted. I, again, we are not immunologists. Yeah, we are I'm not, not virus not, yeah, experts. Yeah. I mean, I just I literally went to a polyclinic yesterday. Uh-huh. The doctor. I mean, I I just had a sore throat, so. It wasn't anything. Don't worry. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have anything. But the doctor basically told me if you, basically, if anyone coughs, and like then it dries on the hand and then touch anything, that shit lasts for two days. Mm. And so someone can touch that and and get the virus. Yeah. Then plus another, I don't know, incubation period of what? Fourteen days. Fourteen days. Or what? Yeah. So then, then you've more than fourteen days already, lah. So that means you think that the travel ban and policy is a good thing. No, no, no. I think of course it sucks. Of course it sucks, right? No, as in it's a. It is the the right thing to do. Uh, is there no? My question is: Is there a better solution? No, as in, why can't right it just now? be based on your last fourteen days? Does it have to be tied to a particular passport? I think okay, yeah, that's okay. So that's where I feel we don't even know enough about the virus yet, right? That at this point, uh, people calling for more precaution than less doesn't necessarily mean they're racist. Whereas, oh yeah, this this line of this uh, particular line of uh, questioning about this lah, yeah, it seems to it's a bit. Uh, it seems to say that hey, this is a racist thing, lah. As opposed to what, what, what's the other pro- what, what other proxies can we use for someone's travel history? You know? No, so that's where the because pro- what, okay, what's a proxy? Is ultimately a metric that in some way is related or a good 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 correlation to whatever you're trying to measure, mm-hmm. So that's where I don't know whether that's the best proxy. Is that the best proxy? Maybe we don't use the word like proxy. It seems like such a it's very IT term. IT. I think I think what you mean is that. Uh, based on what someone's passport is, yeah. 
more likely than not, he will travel to that country, his yeah. country of origin. Yeah. La, right? It's like if your asshole burns a lot, that means you eat a lot of chili. Yeah. Yeah, la, yeah, la. So your asshole burning is a proxy <laughs> for the amount of chili you eat. La. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. what we mean by proxy, yeah, proxy yeah, just to proxy. clarify. Yeah. We're not some internet <laughs> proxy IP proxy. or whatever. So yeah, so, so I mean, that's where I feel like, okay, just from the policy standpoint, yeah. um, okay, I, I just find it like uh, as a, it's, a, it's a policy that makes me uneasy. La. That okay. just because something has originated from a certain country, you yeah. ban passport holders from anywhere in the world. Yeah. Because, okay, what if, okay, like if you have a, unless you're saying that a passport holder who's coming, China PRC passport holder who's coming from France, mm. um, uh, there might be a chance that he had gone to China informally and is not indicated on the passport and then he comes to Singapore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's minimizing that risk. It's like. minimizing that risk. So, so that's why, I mean, uh, yeah, a lot of people would be saying hey, it's xenophobic or racist or something. But to me, it's... No, no, okay. Barely, then, then, barely oh, then, okay, I, I, I am, I am, I am... You're uh, also implying I'm your... I'm implying stretching, yeah, uh, stretching, stretching. To, to that. I'm just saying that it's open, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's discriminatory. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's actually discriminatory, yeah. but in okay, what la. way discriminatory? No, towards, towards who? That, okay, so yeah, it, it, is, it is xenophobic yeah, policy. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, la, yeah. so I'm yeah. saying that's where I feel that people saying that a lot of this is xenophobic or racist um, almost has this... It's almost as if um, there's almost like they know that the virus isn't that bad and don't worry about things and and you know it's all and, and it'll all be fine. So so that's that's what to me disturbs me slightly. That everyone thinks like this is you know is something that we can have a perfect policy for and all that. Mm. But I feel that we're in a situation where they they use the word novel and I like the, yeah. the fact that they use the word novel to describe coronavirus because it's not it's not new. Yeah. In the sense that it's just like, oh, another SARS. It's completely, we never experienced it before. That's yeah. why everyone says it's novel, it's original, it's new and original, it's not just new. So so it's, we, it's unprecedented. La. So for us, we, we might need to have ways, unprecedented ways of dealing with it because there's no, there's nothing from before that we can really take from. And then if we discover, oh, actually it's not that bad, then we can really cut back on the, on these things, like that, that's, that's, so that was mean, my means, thought earlier means, in the week. Uh, you think the ban, the, the restriction or whatever you call it makes sense, lah? I think Both. right, right, yeah. Maybe, maybe we might be a little bit paranoid. Uh, mm. in, in retrospect, we might be paranoid, but at this point, we know so little, uh. And I would say this is also because, uh, yeah, just being having traveled to the US in December, and then when at one point I remember I was just driving and I just looked all around me, it was just nothing but like empty plots of land, mm. plants and, and and trees, and I was like the one car and this like super long road. Mm. I just realized if anything happens to me here, right? Nobody knows. You just die. Nature will just take you. You know, you, nature will just kill you. Yeah. And and that's one thing that in Singapore you never realize is like you think that if anything happens to you, oh, government will take care for you. Ambulance will come. Someone will see. Someone. Oh, will so help you're you. saying driving on a lonely road will woke you to the power yeah, of it, Mother Nature. It woke me up to how big <laughs> these places are and how yeah. easy it but is. What does it have to do with with the? Oh, no, so no, you're we don't. The nature, we, we we in Singapore, I think we take the nature for granted. Like you yeah. know, we talk about Australia and these things. Those fires are literally like like spreading like wildfire. I mean, they're literally one gust yeah. of wind and the whole place just catches fire. Yeah. And in Singapore, we don't realize the extent to which nature can really fuck with your whole life. La. In Singapore, we, everything is very, it's very easy to come up with policy okay. to take care of things. But okay, so so let, let me do a, a yala, let me throw a yala butt. So, yeah. okay, so what I found weird was that, okay, like, uh, we are not allowing people like that, but we yeah. are allowing our own citizens to come back, even <laughs> if they've been in China. I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Okay, let me yeah. finish. I mean, okay, okay. <laughs> let me finish. So, so if, 
So I guess that's where okay we can't abandon our citizens. You uh. can't, yeah. yeah. Okay, let me finish. Yeah, okay. Let me finish. It's just a thought experiment. Get your get your underwear or your butt crack, man. <laughs> it's so so we are allowing long term pass holders and citizens. I guess because people who are long term pass holders spend a lot of time in Singapore, we take them as one of our own family, yes, that's So so essentially what they're saying is that we have the resources to to deal with our own citizens coming back and long-term pass holders and do all that needs to do to ensure they're not at risk, but we don't have the resources to do it for everyone. Yeah. Which I agree, and I, and I guess there's no policy that will make everyone happy. Yeah. And one thing at the back of my mind also, the amount of tourists that come to Singapore from China, any policy that excludes them is going to be a fucking hit to the economy. So yeah. it's not even... You can argue that the government is doing it because they're doing, getting an election and they want to please the masses. I think a lot of people are happy with it. Yeah. But it's also at the back of taking a big hit econo- economically. So they're not yeah. just being like shrewd politicians. I think they they did find uh, a, a, a compromise that not gonna, not, not, it's not going to make everyone happy. Yeah. But for me, I would still say at this point in time, I find it... It's a bit, oh, it's a bit unsettling for me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I will. I will yeah. caveat also that I think my uh uh like I think between the two of us just hearing yeah. uh my my take on how serious I think the virus is is less than yours uh, Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that I was also so. something for me earlier in the week lah. Yeah. Where I felt like there was a lot of downplaying of the, the not say downplay but maybe like oh they said Singapore is ready. Singapore, don't worry, we done SARS before. We have survived through this survivor part through Kangami. is that then the next thing you know, we fucking don't have enough masks. Suddenly, everyone's like freaking out about masks and you so, go anywhere, so it's like $30 for a box. And so, so you're saying it's, it's a novel virus. Okay, what, what about the virus scares you? What about it? Yeah, what makes you like fucking paranoid and like fuck that, that you, you die lah, basically. No, There's but no okay, for it, you, but when you say die, yeah. you, the mortality rate, you think about it, it is lower than uh, a lot of pan- epidemics in the past. Yeah, yeah. And okay. even the common flu. Yeah, correct. Uh, that... That I I think it's one of those. I mean, even just based on what what, what I've read, I think it's one of those noticeable trends that people always react to novel threats yeah. a lot more hysterically than familiar threats. Yeah. The the yearly influenza that I think has killed a fuck ton of people just in alone in the past four months. Yeah. People are familiar with it. It's almost like okay, there's a vaccine and all. Yeah. But if you look at the numbers for this, based on whatever I've read, again, not an immun- immunologist, virus yeah. expert, it does seem like uh, it is not as serious as other epidemics in yeah. the past. Uh, more people are getting infected, but the mortality rate is also very lower, yeah. a lot lower. La. I know, I understand, I understand. Yeah. But remember, these are numbers now, and every yeah. day the number change is changing. Yeah. And don't forget, I mean, people also must remember that we are talking about China here. La. Yeah. China's not exactly the most transparent country in the world when it comes yeah. to these things. And even, yeah, even the last week, the podcast, we talked about this, where even though it seems like China is much more open about things now, we're also still hearing about things on social media. Yeah. And, and all, granted, all these are rumours and all. We're hearing things about social media about not enough caretakers, not enough uh, hospital bits of people and things like that. And whether there's under-reporting of numbers or, or uh. somehow cover up or something. So I think, if anything, we should err on the side of caution, uh, caution knowing what we're dealing with. If, if, if it was... If it was like, you know, around the world and all the governments, everyone's reporting, and then you saw, okay, you have an average of who's being transparent, who's being not. But but here you are talking you're dealing with a place that I mean, uh the from just from the evidence of what SARS was and mm. everything, that was there wasn't enough s- stuff uh, being reported to the World Health Organization fast enough. La. Yeah. So so again, we we are using stats to compare Stuff that have we've we've known about for ten years already versus something now but that But at like, that point in time that was also an epidemic. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. but I'm saying like now we say oh, the fatality rate is not bad. It's not, 
I'm saying that we don't have the full picture yet, you know. We will get the oh. full picture soon, but I'm saying so we So I guess this might be down to our own levels of risk aversion For, uh, possibly, and risk pro- propensity. Like, because, yeah. uh, I mean, okay, so I, I, I can imagine like, let's say there was an epidemic to wipe out the yeah. human race. There will be some point in time where there will be two idiots like yeah. this. <laughs> arguing about <laughs> arguing it. like, exactly. bro, chill, chill the fuck yeah. out. You're like, no, no, no. Then in the end, you might live and I might die. Yeah, la. Yeah. But I think at this point in time, because even between me and my brother, my brother's a lot more paranoid than, than, yeah, than yeah, me. Yeah. Generally, I think you would agree, I am a lot more risk averse. Risk, what's, the, what's the opposite of risk averse? Risk. Uh, foolishly takes risks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, looks at data so, and then still decides to go, uh, so, go so, against it. Hey, what? Hey, you can argue both ways, okay? You can look at data that supports my my risk uh, risk uh, propensity also. So I think those of us listening, yeah, la, Generally, wouldn't you say like day to day, you are more risk averse than me? I see the dangers, lah. Hey, okay, now you try to you play yourself up as the more wise, mature one. I think it's just down to personality traits also. So I think it's just it's just um interesting to see like because even amongst yeah. my friends my family i'm seeing very varied uh, yeah. spectrums uh. okay now we can talk about personality right but one yeah. thing uh, for a fact uh, uh. Like, this is a rice media they did a poll yeah. they put 1000 people to ask them about their views towards this virus and whether yeah. you support travel ban and everything yeah. the one thing differentiating thing between how people reacted to it right is whether you support pap or not that that will that will inform like I think seventy or eighty oh, so percent. That, that's like a proxy for that's uh, the more uh, to according to that the article. So was so, the most com- so was what was it? I think so more people. Are you, so what you saying is the, that yeah. if you support the travel ban, more than likely you support the PAP. No, no, no. Initially, earlier in the week, uh. like I said, there was a lot of downplaying of the danger yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. and it, uh, apparently, according to the survey of thousand people, it appears that the. The more you support the Singapore government, the less worried you are about the virus. <laughs> is it? Yeah, because you think the government will take care of everything for you. So to when I read that, I was like, ah, that makes a lot of sense. Why those people on my Facebook are like, oh, xenophobes and racists and all this kind of thing. But then for me, like huh? I, I would say like... You PAP supporter. La. No, I think they do something, th- certain things, but I think certain things they fuck up a lot of times. La. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't say I'm a hardcore PAP supporter. No, no, you're not. You're not, you're not. I, mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but like you said, there could be the personality things that are grounded yeah. decision. But also, yeah, inherently, I think that... Uh, your, your personality is also affected by how much you trust establishment, uh, trust yeah. institutions and everything. Uh. And, and, and uh, generally, I'm very skeptical. But, of, but then, of then you're assuming that, uh, that, that that kind of implies that I know the virus is going to fucking kill you, but I believe in the institution of Singapore. Yeah. As opposed to the virus not being, uh, not reaching a level where the institutions of Singapore or whatever I believe in need to step in. Uh. So mine yeah, is yeah. more related to the virus itself, yeah, not yeah. so much the institutions. That's what they, everyone says. Like. That's what everyone says. <laughs> Fuck you, like. you think at home, I go back, I wear white to sleep and all. No, but later, when you go and vote, we know where you're going to the print box you're going to take, uh, based on what <laughs> you Fuck off, okay? Now you are spreading rumors already. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, yeah, so so there can be differences individually in how yeah. you, whether you're scared of virus or not. But the most... The, according to the survey, the most telling thing was whether you are a government supporter or not. La. That will determine. Okay, la. How, so not all proxies, not all proxies are, yeah. are, are, are accurate. Yeah, but so. but I guess it's interesting. Like if, if you are listening and you also have, have had similar how you say uh, debates, juggling uh, act, yeah, debates even internally or externally with your friends, it'd be awesome to hear. Because I think yeah, yeah. I think most of the time we are actually Actually, actually, I guess that's why we came up with the name for this podcast, uh, yeah, yeah, But yeah. it's just offering different, differing opinions, yeah. uh. But I mean, the, the okay, the that's it, right? I think uh, there were uh, people were debunking, you know, all the the stories about bat soup and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. crazy stories. So, so those I would agree, yeah, la, That was well, not only so, was it fake news; it was yeah. also like yeah, so. La, okay, so 
what, what, what would you say that because social media, I think, okay, so the last epidemic, if I recall correctly, was uh, Ebola in yeah, 2016, 2017. Yeah. And I mean, as as big as Africa is, it all anything that happens in Africa always feels like distant, right? Yeah, it's, it's very distant. distant. Yeah. So I think this is the first virus that feels like it has hit home hard. Yeah, yeah. Would you agree that social media has played a huge role in amplifying whatever uh, info or spread of misinformation about this compared to others, like? Yeah, right. Yeah. So that that also is something that. Uh, I find like well, uh, a bit worrying how people can can go off on tangents based on something that that is not true. The, I guess the most clear clear thing is the bat soup, like. Yeah. I think that was an image that a lot of my friends were sharing with yeah. captions like why do why do people have to eat bats? You know, but turns out it was filmed three years ago in Palau, Palau which, which is, is a Pacific yeah, yeah a Pacific yeah. island where bat soup is a delicacy, yeah. So yeah, the 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 con- context is that there were videos or uh, of a Chinese lady. Uh, or oh, Chinese looking lady. Chinese looking lady, yeah. light light skinned, uh, yeah. fair skinned Asian person, seemed to be eating a soup that had a dead bat like, yeah. inside, and it was kind of gruesome because the bat was still in one whole piece. Like. Yeah, it was fucking gross, yeah. Um, but but that's where people were, and there was all this talk that it originated because SARS or Mer- SARS originated from bats or snakes. Bats, bats. That, that that were eaten by civet cats. I see. So and then there was all that uh, the stuff. I don't know whether the, the 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 exact source of the virus has been identified yet, but there was that seafood market that sells wild animals, yeah. and coupled together with the pictures of bat soup and the general stereotype that Chinese people eat anything, just seemed to oh, it just fucking like exponentially yeah. hammered home. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where I also feel. I mean, like your family WhatsApp groups. What's the general sentiment of the Wuhan virus and what people should do? Uh, I I mean. Between the friends and that I've seen a lot of in over Chinese New Year, uh, definitely, uh, people I think generally support a travel restriction mm. on on Chinese Chinese nationals, mainlanders, uh. yeah. Mm. And uh, but at the same time, um, there's an inherent trust that the Singapore government will take care of them, la. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So so it's it's. This is, this is so okay, so they support the ban, but and there's an inherent trust. That's your gut feel of what of, feel, of what, yeah. Uh-huh. And and that's why I I I mean yeah, it just felt like uh, a lot of people were just say, hey, you're being racist, you're being xenophobic just because you're uh, signed a petition to support a travel ban, mm. and then now the ban is in place. Uh. so mm. what does that make? Yeah, the optics of it. The optics of it is like wow, like yeah. uh, because I think the, the, there were articles about the petition midweek, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. this coming at the end of the week. Yeah. The optics of it not the best, yeah. You have to admit, right? Yeah, the yeah, optics yeah. of it not not the best. I mean, I literally because on one of the Facebook posts from my uh, someone I know was like fucking fear mongers, and then it was the, the petition. Oh, uh, uh, no, and the petition I think they update. No, yes, the government has listened. <laughs> we have gotten what we want. Anyone who says there's no point of a petition, this is a study that is tr- like yeah. tr- blazing the trail. And I was like, oh, okay, so. So I think the past few days I've been just uh, hearing bits and pieces but before we recorded this podcast I just read through a timeline yeah, yeah. and I got more of a picture than I ever had. So so that's where I'm like oh shit this is this happened. So I mean it's hard to say whether or not the petition influenced the policy. Yeah. I I hope not uh, because I know the multi-ministry task force was set up at the start of the week mm. where they were and you know this task force even though it sounds like task force and other fucking task force I give them the benefit of the doubt that they do they go through an extensive process yeah, like, yeah. right? and it's not an easy thing to, to do also and I took to cut out the biggest uh, the country with the biggest amount of tourists that come where tourism is a big part of the economy is yeah. also a, a big fucking deal. Like. Yeah. And we've got to give them a shout out as well. I mean the Chinese tourists. No, no, Singaporeans. Oh. <laughs> The Singapore, uh, I mean, authorities or whoever are trying to deal with this thing uh, in that 
uh, I think there was a video last night I also saw of like the army boys being mobilized to, to pack, pack mask, face right? masks that yeah. are going to be distributed to, to all the Singaporeans households, right? all households yeah. so that one I respect that one I'm like yeah, oh yeah, fuck yeah. that's really that's, that's really fast, badass yeah, that's, yeah. that's better but I will still say that this policy on the travel ban it still, it still oh, irks me yeah. Now you, know, now you know who he's going to vote for. Eh, <laughs> yeah, fuck you lah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. Don't. See, this is fear-mongering. I'm going to issue you a POFMA, man. No, but... Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, speaking but of POFMA, so like, we, we, another interesting thing is that this week we've seen so like, many POFMA POFMAs, right? finally <laughs> like, really coming the God, down. The God of POFMA. For, <laughs> yeah, for those of you who are not uh, familiar, the POF, POFMA, I don't know what it stands fake for, but news law, pro, pro, proliferation of online falsehoods, falsehoods. basically spreading fake news. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so the government, I think earlier, early last year or mid last year, they Im- imposed this or uh, imposed this law allowing them to basically issue the everything is POFMA, soup <laughs> POFMA. Yeah, POFMA is POFMA that, yeah. and now this stuff gives them ammo to really point out the benefits yeah. in inverted commas of POFMA. Of POFMA yeah, 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 because there are so many instances of like fucking people spreading fake shit. Yeah. Uh, I think there were articles saying that to to combat the virus you drink alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so well, how was your how were your family WhatsApp groups? I mean my my like my immediate family, my brother is a very, very cautious. My brother's in Hong Kong. Yeah. Oh um, so he's yeah. like closer to that. Closer. But Singapore has more cases than Hong Kong. That's you know true. that? Yeah. yeah so yeah. so that's why I thought okay, so he's he's very uh 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 paranoid about the whole thing. Generally me and him, he's similar to you on the spectrum of risk aversion. More to you than to me, lah. <laughs> so, so our. I mean, the spectrum of political. No, <laughs> fuck off. Okay, don't try to <laughs> all this. So, but the wider family WhatsApp groups, not so much. Uh, I'm quite surprised also. Yeah. Uh, or maybe it's because I mute them and don't really pay attention to what people message, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm. I think right now, uh, just generally a topic amongst friends. I like you don't see many people with masks in Singapore. More yes, so than usual. You know, yeah. More so than usual, but, but still not still enough to go like, oh shit. Like my brother's yeah. in Hong Kong, everyone, everyone is in masks. Yeah, yeah, everyone is in masks. No, that's the other thing also. Like, I feel maybe in Singapore, yeah, we just really take certain things for granted. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the, the fact that we have, you know, uh, clean water and yeah. clean no, air. Singaporeans, we take everything for fucking granted. Yeah. Like. yeah. Because I mean, part of it also was because, uh, like, for example, right, like, um, like any when you see any disaster happen, right? Like a flooding or a, a earthquake or something like that, it's actually not so much the the earthquake or the flood that really kills everyone. It's all the diseases that take place mm. after that because people don't have sanitation, they don't yeah. have clean water, all these things. And that shit is like when it hits the fan, it's really crazy and it's really sad because you you feel like these people they don't they don't need to die, but mm. it's just they don't have access to all these things. So. In some ways, I feel like we Singapore maybe because we don't have any of these like huge disasters. We're all spoiled as fuck. Yeah, yeah. So we yeah. think that oh, if, even if something happened, yeah, it's just some like yeah, there'll be something come clean it up and all that. But actually, it's all the hygiene and all that that you have to really take care of yourself la, That that will survive. That will help you survive mm. after that la. So, so I, like race, like Singapore so is like. What do you think if like there's a policy saying no one fucking come here to Singapore? Singapore citizen, you decide to go China. Fuck off. Um. Maybe there'll be political thing, suicide. Yeah, like. it's political suicide. There'll but at the same time, suicide. it's it's, uh, yeah. I think being a more responsible, like global citizen, or that you should also think about yeah, if you're sick and should you be. Oh no, no, but but that? but that one is down to the individual. I'm just saying oh, that kind of policy. Uh, to to what? Because that's ultimate paranoia, la, Yeah, yeah. To not anyone, even let your own Singaporeans. Yeah. Oh, then yeah, that's that's, that's crazy, fucked la. up, la. Yeah, I yeah, guess because I guess la. I guess that's a part of being a country. You still yeah. have somewhere you can call home, la. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But if your fucking home abandons you, yeah, then you're done, really. Yeah, la. you're done. Yeah. 
And you need to find a different country. Go to Britain or something. Brexit. Oh, eh. Brexit. oh yeah, Brexit. Uh, they, Brexit happened this fucking week. Fucking happens, yeah. There's so many things happened this week. Kobe Bryant, Brexit, everything. But everyone's just talking about the coronavirus now. Uh. Coronavirus. And like, I still crazy. see a lot more mentions of Wuhan virus than coronavirus. Yeah, so I mean, I think our producer Jordan was saying that is he believes there's some conspiracy to oh. make it a, Chinese, a racist against Chinese thing by Wuhan. keeping it as a Wuhan virus rather than giving it a name like SARS or MERS or something. Even MERS, it was Middle Eastern, but uh, acronym, so bad, like, that, yeah, no, and yeah. the acronym was kind of like it became the thing people use yeah, like. yeah, right yeah. now Corona versus Wuhan two syllables yeah. versus three syllables people will say Wuhan Wuhan virus yeah. Yeah. so so I guess at the end of this discussion both of us are on opposite sides of the, the, the travel ban and on the voting ballot yeah, voting, your you, voting ticket you, voting on the opposite side no one thing okay so maybe this might be an indicator also uh, I, this is just really out there maybe it's also because you do you think that it is the the majority minority sentiment also. I would like to see that ha- as a, as like the poll of people who support a travel ban, right? Yeah, if yeah. there's any correlation to ethnicity. Yeah. Oh, I I I I'm, I don't remember reading any. I I think they said basically across race, age, blah blah. Mm. It was generally you can't, couldn't really split hairs between that, but, but only even, <laughs> only based on political. No, but even if there was a correlation, I don't yeah. think they would publish that. Uh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, but but this was that. independent. You see, it wasn't a government thing. It was a rice like yeah. But I mean, for rice, I guess I mean to insinuate that is also kind oh, of yeah, a big yeah, thing, yeah. right? A bit, a bit yeah, I'm just curious. Up, uh, if you are of a different ethnicity, get together with your friends of other different <laughs> ethnicities and do a poll. Do you support a the travel ban or yeah. not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is travel travel ban is the word that is being avoided, like, Right. Is it being avoided? I think so. It's travel restrictions. Travel restrictions. Yeah. Because it's interesting to see also Calvin Cheng who, I guess, for I mean, rarely do I agree with his sentiments, but I kind of agree with certain sentiments of his in this case yeah. about the wording of the policy and all. Yeah. So even in the comments, you can see people debating uh, about the policy. And that's where I found the what Lawrence Wong said in the video a bit... He was very good at evading the, yeah. the, the question la. So I recommend everyone, I think if you Google it, you can find it. Because the journalist kept pressing and he did say something that I found a bit contradictory. Mm. Because he said it's not tied to nationality because it's based on the motivation. But at the end of the day, it's still tied to nationality. So that, I guess, adds to the unease. Whether or not it's a good policy or not, I still think that, yeah, uh, it it makes me uneasy. And and, and just just something I noted was that it's so funny that our politicians right now, I don't know, they look so uncomfortable at the press conferences and partially maybe because they're not allowed to wear masks. Uh. Oh, right, not, uh. no, because right now the, the the saying is that, oh, if you're not sick, you should not be wearing a mask. Don't don't overreact. So I, I saw like Lee Sen Long was touring the Centre of Diseases and whatever in Singapore the, where all the things, <laughs> and he was doing it without a mask. And I'm like thinking, actually, shouldn't he just shouldn't he just wear a mask? No, just but safe? no, I think I think they are stuck in a position. <laughs> yeah, because they can't. If, they cannot. If Lee Sen Long wears a mask. Yeah, everyone wear a mask. <laughs> this is problem. Also, he's like he has. I see you so like grim face as he walk around. Like he's probably thinking, fuck man, don't breathe, don't breathe. Don't breathe don't Maybe breathe. he goes for a toilet break every ten minutes. They spray him down with some some hands anytime. <laughs> so. Shout out to all the politicians. We know that you're suffering through your <laughs> the press conferences and all. But yeah, yeah. Wear a oh, mask if you, if you really uh, need that it. That is true. Because uh. if you go all the way to the, the CDIC or whatever, the places where they're quarantined. Oh, they don't wear masks. They huh? won't wear masks. Actually, where are the people in Singapore quarantined? I think like uh, Novena. Somewhere in Novena. That's where the CDC... I guess that's where heads off against to people who are literally on the front lines. Uh, be yeah. it at the airport yeah, or yeah, be it yeah. the medical staff. Because if Singapore has already 16 cases, that means there's a lot of medical staff who have come face-to-face with people with the virus. Uh. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that must be rough, man. Mm, shout out to all of them. Shit. Yeah. Wow, that, that was a, uh, 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 a good 
uh, debate, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, if, if anyone has thoughts also, like one thing that we are very heartened by is like, you guys have been messaging us with your thoughts on any topic that we have discussed. We have heard about people who shared their thoughts on environmental, the topic on, of, of uh, the, the plastic, the, whether Singapore could do more to uh, discourage the use of plastic. We got a few messages about that. When we covered this case of this pers- uh, valedict- ex-NTU valedictorian who cheated her friends of uh, a, a bunch of money. Someone shared a link to an actual account of what happened, which was fucking enlightening. Yeah. So yeah. So anytime you all have thoughts, please, please do message us because we really do read every message and try to respond to every message. Yeah, correct. Uh, yesterday we finally gave away our giveaway prizes. Yeah. For the yeah. giveaway we had at the start of the year. Yeah. Which apologies for giving away so late, but uh, it virus, was because la, the virus. No la, our TV <laughs> show la, Fuck. Uh, yes. For those of you who are not aware, our first ever TV show that we created uh, Terrence directed I acted we edited in with a, and together with help from a bunch of people premiered on 23rd January on Hook you can watch the first three episodes for free uh, every fourth uh, every episode will come out weekly until eight episodes are done every Friday yeah it's also yeah. on Toggle slash Me Watch yeah Me Watch yeah, so uh, but it's not a Toggle original it's not, it's, not yeah, it. it's a very un-Toggle like show Yeah. so so that, that was a blatant plug we still have to talk about the, the goofy, goofy topic, topic of the week which is also another contentious issue another contentious issue and again we haven't shared our opinions on this yeah, so we might yeah. be at loggerheads again yeah. it is the case of a, a soccer match that happened in the B Division Football Championships in Singapore I think a week and a half ago yeah. or two weeks where which was the school that won? Singapore Sports School. Oh, Singapore Sports School beat Assumption Pathway School 32-0. 32-0. That's 32-0. 32 goals to 32 nil. Yeah. goals. And I think on average, a goal was being scored every two and a half minutes. Yeah. So I think it's a 75-minute game or something. 75 minutes only. You know, 90. 90 wait, minutes. Wait. 32 Football, times right? two and a half. It's, no, 75. Oh, 32. Yeah, B like, Division, oh, I, I think see, it's, see. yeah. Um, so... I thought like uh, the issue kind of died. Wait, now, wait, sorry. B division is what? Uh, fifteen to sixteen years. And then it's only thirty-two and a half minutes per no, half. Uh, yeah, I think so. Is that how do you know that? Because I used to play soccer. Right? Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. obviously you can tell between yeah. us who <laughs> used to play sports yeah. and who didn't. So, so uh, I thought the case died down because it was two weeks ago. But a few days ago, or even yesterday, they, yeah. the schools issued a press release. Yeah, because there were criticisms about the Singapore Sports School, which is the premier sports school in Singapore. Uh, did they really need to sc- because at halftime the score was 20 nil, mm. 20 nil. Uh, did they really need to continue punishing the, the other school assumption pathways which is um, I mean it's not as high profile as Singapore sports school in sports like, they, they, they don't do very well in football and uh, generally I think uh, people there was criticism that it was very unsportsmanlike to do things mm. like that and then on the flip side people also arguing saying that you know sportsmanship is about uh, doing your ultimate best and maybe annihilating your opponent mm. and, and there was a lot of discussion about that lah. so uh, yesterday I think uh, or two days before the schools released uh, press statements both echoing each other saying mm. that uh, they, they looked into it it was totally not, nothing like not, there was no malicious intent or anything mm. right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I guess the, the question what we are debating is let's say I guess we can put on a few different hats uh. let's say you're a coach of the Singapore Sports School yeah. or I guess, okay, if you're a coach, so, so first of all, the Assumption Pathway School, uh, if I'm not wrong, they, they are a school that uh, caters to students who are not able to complete secondary education mm-hmm. every, uh, 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 at other places. So I guess it's not, a, uh, it's, it specializes in that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the Singapore Sports School specializes in sports training. Yeah. I know they have the best young athletes best, go there yeah. and they study and train at the same time. Yeah. And it was something that was started, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. Yep. So I guess, 
uh, how how to and the the backstory is I played a lot of competitive sports yeah. in secondary school. Yeah. I used to play hockey and soccer. Uh, and I guess that's like for Terence you. I watch a lot of sports <laughs> all the time, so I have opinions about sports as a spectator. Okay, actually, so honestly. so then then what's what's your opinion on like, I don't know like okay let's say you would uh do you think it's sportsman like. I think, okay, for context, right, if you don't play football, 32 nil is a ridiculous score. It's a fucking like, ridiculous score. It's like playing a video game. Yeah. Usually, typical soccer match, football or soccer matches, you get to anywhere close to 5 or 6 nil. That's like a crazy good result. Typically, really. in a 3 nil and above is considered trashing. That, yeah, that, that, that's, trashing. That's, that's the. Use the, the word trashing. You word right? the, yeah, use yeah. the word trashing. And I just checked this 80 minute games. Yeah, so, 80, so as opposed to 90 minutes for professional games. Yeah. Uh, and 32 nil. So, what's, yeah. what's your, your. No, take yeah. On? So, I was, uh, like, I was doing the math. Uh, like, if you're really scoring every two and a half minutes, the pitch is uh, almost 100 meter uh, length, right? Mm. So, it's literally the moment kickoff in the middle, you pass, 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 pass. You Pretty much you. Uh, the first or second shot you take, you probably score yeah, already, yeah. right? Because to get there, takes and to, like, the a few first minutes first half so, was twenty nil. So first yeah. half forty minutes. So that's every two minutes. Every two minutes. So, every so, two minutes. Yeah, you're you're scoring at this blistering pace. Yeah, you're already up twenty nil. By right lah, from what I observe when I watch a lot of sports or that, like basketball, if you are really killing the other team and the, the score is like you're thirty or forty points ahead already. You sub out all your good players, put in all the second tier players. They can yeah. continue playing hard like, because uh, you just acknowledge that the game is over already like, yeah. and you don't need to humiliate anyone further by continuing to score 50, 60, 70, you know? Yeah. So, so I've seen that done a lot. Even for football matches, I've seen yeah. them take out their best players when the score is more or less finished already. Yeah. So Singapore Sports School did say that it wasn't their first 11. Yeah. 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 But overall, <laughs> overall. Wow, that's like, yeah. it rubs it yeah. even further. Overall. I think it's fucked up. Uh. You think it's fucked up? I think it's fucked up. But then, okay, then there were some opinions. Uh, there someone wrote uh, something yesterday. He said, this is the week that Kobe Bryant passed away. And Kobe Bryant was known for his mamba mentality, which is basically to annihilate your opponent at all costs and do whatever it takes to be better than your opponent. Yeah. And I read an article. He also said that, you know, maybe uh, part of sports is learning life lessons yeah. that it could be for future. Yeah. So first of all, very easy to rebut. Fucking Kobe is a professional athlete playing with other athletes who have all signed up and are yeah. getting compensated. Yeah. These are 15, 16 year old boys uh -huh. who are play playing it as an extracurricular activity. Yeah. And even if they have desires to be a footballer, like just looking, if I were playing when I was 15 and 16 and I was on a team that cost, got trashed fucking 32 nil, right? Yeah. You might be will, scarred for life, right? Yeah, yeah. It will fuck me up mentally, man. Okay, when you're 15 or 16, that's when you are at the peak of caring about what other people think. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, it just feels like if you are part of the team, right, as respectful as the other team is, as much as the schools issue press releases that echo each other saying, oh, it was part of, they have to, like, they can't yeah. really say anything yeah, else, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I think it's a fucked up thing. Like. Because the thing about sports, right, Scoring in Singapore is uh, in in soccer is how you win yeah. But there are so many other aspects of the game that you can still practice without scoring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you can practice passing, you can practice different tactics, and I think oh, it just feels but, but, like okay. But then, wouldn't isn't it more humiliating if let's say you're twenty nil up and then your opponent just starts passing the ball between themselves and not even actively trying to attack la. And they're just waiting for you. It's like playing monkey. You know that game monkey mm. where where everyone passes the ball and then one person in the middle tries to catch catch the ball. Yeah. But you, I think it's more humiliating to be scored at. Mm. Yeah, because you think about the it, final 30, 32 nil will yeah. stay with you for fucking life. No? Yeah, it's a record. La. It's a record. And yeah. I mean, if you're playing sports, I mean, like, especially at that age where, I mean, at any age you're playing sports, if you're competitive, yeah. part of being a competition, now they're they are, they are playing in a competition, right? So yeah. every team is going to know that the other team 
is just lost 32 la, yeah. 32 you know. as opposed to just having even if they play monkey and all yeah. it will be fucking annoying for the players who are chasing the ball but at the end of the day you still have a fairly respectable scoreline yeah, line, like. yeah and the thing is when that writer said compared to Kobe Bryant right fucking don't compare to professional sportsmen it's very yeah. different but, but I mean but Singapore sports school those guys are going to be a lot of them are going to be professional sports yeah. people also like. yeah. so they are they have that mamba mentality like, so to speak to want to go out there and do their best regardless yeah. of the situation. But I also feel there's a, there's, there is an element of, of uh, sportsmanship as fluffy as it sounds, yeah. right? Okay, so one issue is if they are that, fair, that unmatched, right? Yeah, how come why? they are playing in the same competition? Yeah, like? I think that's a question that yeah. a lot of Because already Singapore Sports School, I always found it weird because Singapore Sports School wasn't around when we were in school. Yeah. But I remember when I was in school, there was this thing called Combined Schools. Yeah. And uh, I was lucky enough to play for Combined Schools. Yeah. But the competitions that the Combined Schools team take part, it take takes part in is the national divisions where yeah, you yeah, get yeah, yeah. recreational teams, some semi-professional teams. Yeah. You will never take the combined schools team to play against other schools. Yeah, for context, it's like Manchester United playing against like a Tampanese Rovers or something, right? Uh, I mean, I would say if you imagine like Manchester has 10 teams yeah, uh-huh. and Manchester United playing in the league with Manchester uh, teams. Manchester, so I always yeah. find it, found it weird that the Singapore Sports School, which prides itself on having the best student athletes in Singapore yeah. competes with other schools where oh. the student athletes may have gone to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So already it's like, huh? Okay, I can understand you want to train these people, but if you are getting the elite athletes, then make them take part in competitions like uh, with other teams that are of that quality. Yeah. How how we used to get around it when we were in the youth team is that let's say when we were in the under fourteen or under fifteen boys team, yeah. we would play with the. Uh, older teams from oh, yeah. of or club teams, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. of of uh, men's teams and all. So there are ways to match. So, but but aside from that question, assuming that they couldn't influence how they were matched and they really were playing with a team that much weaker, I feel that as a coach or whatnot, yeah. it feels weird. Okay, it, so it I think weird. you were talking about what you were talking about earlier was the the institutional aspect of it. Yeah, like yeah. Why are these two teams together? Yeah. But like what you are asking me earlier if you were the coach of the Singapore Sports School in that situation, what should, should your reaction have been? Like? Yeah. Well, what, what do you think you should have Of the Singapore Sports School? Yeah. I would actually, I would actually tell the players that you can play hard, yeah. uh, but, and you can maybe try out other tactics that we've been practicing. Just focus on a different style. Use it as an experimentation, but don't score until that amount. Like. But I mean, but let's say there the, are you can tell your players that no, uh, they yeah. don't score like you're saying yeah don't score don't score okay, okay. Yeah, so you're telling score. basically your players don't score yeah okay yeah. so he should I would have say, done that and like. I mean of course I've never been a coach before yeah. but I think I have enough playing experience to understand certain certain ways of I mean okay ultimately sports is a competition yeah. but I always always like to think that even when we were competing the reason why it was such a great thing to play with the combined schools is during the season my teammates are my biggest opponents. Yeah. Like, I fucking don't even want to talk to them. Yeah. But there's something where, okay, we are all Singapore athletes trying yeah, to get yeah. better. And there's a big part on like helping, or not say helping, when you're on in the game, you want to fucking compete your ass out. Yeah. But um, if, if, the, if, the, if the competition element is out there, is yeah. no longer there, right? Yeah. Then was it the point, feels right? more like, okay, like, what other parts of your game can you improve? And what other dreams of your opponents can you not shatter? Yeah, 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 correct. Yeah, so that's why I just felt like, wow, I, I mean, I, I don't know. That, that was my initial take on it. I don't know whether there are other circumstances that yeah. were part of it, but what, what, what do you think? I mean, my, okay, uh, my first thing, uh, my immediate thought was that you can just practice defense, oh, stay in your half, mm. one, one striker maximum mm. against them. 
and and you know just limit it such that you are still practicing a formation and everything, mm. but you don't need to really go run rampant lah. Mm. Because because obviously I'm also of the belief that it was a bit uncalled for lah. Yeah. And funny that the article references basketball because to me basketball is the one I know best lah. Where you know a lot of times in basketball when one team is like winning by a big margin and then and then uh, if the the winning team still goes and tries to like dunk on the opponent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually that ends up in a fight. Yeah. And a lot of times you listen to commentators, you listen to people, they will they will say, Oh, that dunk was so unnecessary. That's why the fight happened and yeah, it yeah. started the fight. So you're talking about that since we're talking about Kobe and basketball, I think even Kobe would know that there's yeah. the, the gentleman's yeah, rule yeah. basketball. You yeah. don't when it's a blowout loss already, don't go and humiliate the opponent yeah. more. Because if you do you do that, you're asking for it. You're stirring trouble. You are, you know, the fans get angry. Everyone gets angry. And what's the point of it, lah? Yeah. And then usually the coach will pull out that player yeah. who's doing that kind of that. And I think it matters dunker. a lot. I think it matters a lot because if Assumption Pathway put out a team, they, even if they know they're weak, yeah. they you can give them the benefit or about doubt that anyone playing sports, okay, they want to win, lah. Yep. Right? Yep. They want to win. So if you if winning is not even fucking possible, if it's not yeah. possible for them to win, yeah. that's where I think the showboating can be annoying. Like, because I remember yeah. Michael Jordan also, when he was playing for North Carolina, he got fucked once by his coach because yeah. he did a dunk like, yeah. uh, on a team that they were already winning. Like. So to me, it's like, okay, this, we always say, you know, like if you want to learn something, learn from the best. The US, the sports, like they, like they are NBA, their basketballers are like fucking unparalleled. Like, yeah. Right? So, there's, there has to be something said there about the sportsmanship of the game, like, where yeah, like, you don't fucking just want to annihilate yeah. your opponents. Yeah, if yeah. there's really, if you want to annihilate your opponents, if they ha- if you have the risk of them annihilating you, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think annihilate until you have, if you have 50% more points, yeah, then don't, don't annihilate. Don't fucking annihilate <laughs> maybe they should put a star next to Kobe Bryant's like, quote. When that person wrote the article, you know, maybe this is some lessons they need lessons, to learn in life. Yeah. Like, fuck you, like, okay? No, but, like, but I mean, okay, there's something I want to ask also. Then don't you think, you know, we always complain about the young people, they throw in the towel so easily these days and all that. Isn't what we're asking them to do, like, uh, once, let's say, the assumption students know that they are not going to win and the players, the, the other team is just toying around with them already, right? Yeah. Then they, they also just throw in the towel. You know, they're not trying, they don't try as hard really. Isn't that a bad lesson for them to learn? Then I would, Blame, I would blame the coach of Assumption Pathway to... Oh, he should, they should still be playing, yeah, trying because, to Because, okay, like, like, like we, let's say we run with the approach we said just now where they're playing monkey, la, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They're passing. Yeah. If Assumption Pathway doesn't chase, then the coach has every right to fuck them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's where I feel that if they give up, then it's, a, it's, a, it's more of an attitude or a culture of the team, which yeah. needs to be fixed. Yeah. But without having any transparency, just looking... The, the objective thing of a 32 nil scoreline yeah, that yeah. I found like huh really uh, does it does it they have to go you tell me at 29 right at 29 yeah. 0 they were like you know what let's try and break the 30 mark <laughs> maybe they took it as yeah. the maybe the coach said okay let's see who can score 10 goals I don't yeah, know yeah. and any coach who is coaching a decent team and if it's a Singapore sports school I assume the coach must be of a certain caliber like, yeah. part of coaching is finding the system that best works yeah. which means you always have alternative ideas for alternative players in alternative positions alternative tactics so use that as a springboard like. that's true that's you know true. So, so that's where, and if assumption pathway is, is that weak as a soccer team chances are the coach knew beforehand Yeah. right so it then all the more use it as an experimental lab to try fucking try, different yeah. shit man so all we're saying here is basically the coaches I think the coaches actually, both sides, sh- uh, you know, or, or more mean, the sports yeah, school yeah, side should have done something. Right. Like. And first of all, the, the fucking institution. Like, yeah. How is the sports school, do they win every year? Probably. Because yeah, it seems like they have the best players who actually go on to play for like 
Australia and yeah. all that as well. Yeah. And they have best training facilities, best yeah, access yeah, yeah. to resources. And then you... So, so I... The, the caveat to that is that these Singaporean uh, players who win 32-0, they get yeah. so big fucking hit it, then they go to other countries and they, they can't work. Yeah. Like Singapore soccer is not, is it's probably not, yeah. at its lowest yeah. level ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can, if this is breeding the culture that, oh, you know, fucking we win 32-0, fuck you, this doesn't matter. Yeah. If you go to the C games and you lose every fucking game, yeah. then what's the point? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so, so talking about breeding a culture of throwing in a towel, there's the flip side of breeding a culture of like, what was like, the point of winning if it's so it's so lopsided and so yeah. like obviously rigged, almost rigged because is that you're the yeah. Singapore sports school? You want to compare with Kobe Bryant? Kobe Bryant was known for those buzzing buzz beaters and yeah. like fucking when the game is at its at its uh, crutch uh, yeah. like uh, clutch, he will step up la. And he didn't win every single year like yeah. he, I mean, he he had opponents that stopped yeah, him from winning. Yeah, that really annoyed me. Yeah, like yeah. trying to fucking uh, sugarcoat this thing which really didn't need to happen la. Yeah, and the other thing also, I mean, since we're talking about Kobe Bryant, is that. Uh, actually, now there's a lot of people. I mean, we we all love him for his competitive spirit and fire. But while he was playing and everything, there were there was a lot of talk about how difficult it was to play with him as a, even as a teammate. You know, so mm. so I mean, obviously that's all in the past, and and all his teammates now obviously they have better relations with him and all. But I mean, literally like Sha- Shaquille O'Neal, the biggest big man in basketball history, left the Los Angeles Lakers because of his relationship with Kobe Bryant. Uh. So so that 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 kind of mentality also breaks teams apart, la, so yeah. to speak. So uh, uh, outright just saying Mamba mentality is a good thing for people. I think also people need to question question yeah, that, right. la, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So I mean again, if anyone has any thoughts or severely disagrees with us or agrees with us, I guess yeah. this one we are both on kind of the same page. Kind right? of on the same page. But but I also wanted to ask because my perspective again is as a spectator. Yours is as a, mm. someone who's playing and, and maybe uh, it could have been different. Uh. That's yeah. why it's interesting. Uh. Yeah, but yeah, yeah like, totally agree with that. Uh, that yeah, like, it's a bit too much, like, it's unnecessary. Uh. So so what what score would have been okay? I mean, even if it's like 10 nil, 11 nil, 12 nil, yeah. that one is the scoreline you hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you hear, possible, you know. Yeah. Last time in the Premier League, I think the biggest scoreline is ever 9 nil or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, World Cup was 7 1. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so uh, yeah, Brazil, Brazil, Germany in the semi finals of the yeah. World Cup, the previous, previous, previous World Cup. Yeah. Fucking on home ground, on, on, in, in Brazil. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> 7 7. I mean, people probably were com- committed suicide if it got Whoa, to 10. Fuck, uh. I'm surprised no one got shot there. Yeah. Maybe they yeah. did. Uh. Maybe they did. Maybe but fuck, yeah, so, so unnecessary. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So so now now the 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 final thing of this podcast is our one shock thing for the week. Uh. Yeah. I think you need to go first. Okay. Anyway, my one shock thing quite related to all this talk about sportsmanship. My one shock thing has been Roger Federer's amazing escapes at the Australian Open this week. Uh. Escapes, um, uh, but he didn't escape the last part. Uh. He didn't escape the last one, but his two matches that he two matches that he played this week to get to the semi-final where he lost to Djokovic. No spoiler, but he lost to Djokovic in the semi-finals. Were amazing because, uh, especially in the the first one, he went to a five sets with John Millman, which is James Millman or John Millman, who was a Australian uh, young younger Australian guy who was you know the crowd was supporting him everything. He basically it, it went to the final set tiebreaker and the score was eight four and the first to ten would win. And Roger Federer was down 8-4 and he won the next six points straight to to get to win the match and then get to the next round. And then so that was one his first big escape. Then the second big escape was uh in the middle of his match with uh, uh an American tennis sang Sangren. Yeah, the guy's name is Tennis, la, but mm. Tennis Sangren. In the middle of his match, Roger Federer got injured. And mm. then he was he ended up being down two sets to one. And 
a crippled Roger Federer ended up winning the match, saving like seven match points wow. and ended up winning the match. That was in the quarterfinals, is it? That was the quarterfinals, yeah. Oh. And I, I read this that he has never stopped the match. Because yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that's an amazing thing that hell, man. he had a groin injury. He revealed later, and but his whole career, he has refused to retire in the middle of matches, even though he had, he has injuries and all that. So everyone was like, "Oh fuck, what's he going to do during during a Djokovic match? Is he even going to play a Djokovic match?" Uh, he himself at the press conference he said that he knew that there was an injury well, it could have gotten better over two days he knew that he only had like a 3% chance of maybe uh. winning but he still wanted to go out he said as long as there's a 1% chance he'll be out there Hello. and so to me wow that was like that is like the real spirit did you see the Djokovic champion. game? yeah I yeah, saw it oh you saw it live is it? Uh, I mean I watched it on TV la, yeah. Oh, okay, and then Federer yeah. actually played well for like maybe five games now that he, he started was it a long game? it was three no, sets no it was three sets oh, straight three sets, sets. And, and it was I had zero expectation for it. To me, it was like, even if he loses, like you, he's injured. But after that, hearing what he said, his thought process is that if I have a 3% chance of winning, it's still a chance of winning. So I must be out there. Oh, and awesome. he will not retire. He will not, he will give the opponent the, he doesn't want to give the opponent the, the, uh, what, what, what the luxury. No, not the luxury. The, uh, what's the opposite of dignity? Uh? The, basically, he didn't want to just retire in the middle of a match and then, and then it disrespect the opponent oh, a bit, wow. like, you know. Really, yeah. Yeah, to him it's like I'm gonna play it out and if the opponent finishes me off, he finishes me and, off. And what I liked about what Djokovic said after the match, because he did a he he rallied Nadal and Federer to keep yeah. keep dominating the sport, the yeah, three yeah. of them, yeah, 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 and yeah. refused to hand over to the younger bunch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was fucking awesome. Because huh? the younger yeah. tennis players, the middle tennis, all seem like a bunch of punks. Huh? A bit, uh, a bit. Uh. And, and they're, they're <laughs> still, they're, they've been taking way too long to take over the yeah, mental yeah. and all. Uh. So, okay, Djokovic is what, 34? Nadal is... Uh, n- yeah, Djokovic 32, I think. 30, and they're the yeah. one, two, three in the world. Yeah, like, one, Nadal, Federer, yeah. uh, Nadal, Djokovic, Federer. Jo- it's going to be Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer after this. But, wow. but yeah, so, so it's... Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, to me, it's, it's, that's the kind of lessons where you really learn that even if you're injured or, or you're down, there's a, as long as there's a chance to win, you've got to, to try, yeah, which yeah. is something, I think... But as long as if there's a chance to win 32-0, you will still try as hard. <laughs> Should you annihilate your opponent? Yeah, like, I, mean, I mean, Djokovic also, I mean, he continued playing hard. But in yeah. tennis, it's different. Tennis, you have to, you have to score a certain number of points to win. Mm, like, so yeah. you, you, he, he, he played hard, he continued playing hard and just finished off the match, like, which yeah. was... And I, everyone felt, I think every, nobody felt like uh, he was an asshole about it and all that. You know? oh, okay, that's cool, that's cool. Yeah, so that was my one shock thing, just watching that whole, the, the so-called, I think Jim Courier called it uh, the great escape by Roger Federer. I see, I see. Yeah. Okay, my one shock thing was, uh, did you hear about this one song that was going viral written by a three-year-old girl? No. So this three-year-old girl, um, she apparently wandered, wandered into her dad's uh, home studio. Her dad's name is Tom Rosenthal, who's a musician. Yeah. And he just started playing the keyboard and she did, she wrote this song called Dinosaurs in Love. Oh, what? And it's damn fucking cute. And like, we'll put a link in the description. And it's a very short song. It somehow makes a lot of sense and it's super deep. And I, yeah. one part in the line is, dinosaurs fell in love, dinosaurs fell in love until a big bang came yeah. and then they died and never said goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, and the way she sings it, it's so it. I mean, when when I I like uh when I first saw this, I was like, okay, like, how cute can it be? But fuck, man, it it's is cute. cute. It is deep. It is. It is, is American. So, She's yeah, American? Uh, American, I think. Oh, okay. And I mean, uh, apparently, it's been dubbed Adele, Adele level glorious and the cutest shit. All of which are labels. Uh, I think just listen to it yourself, and it's fucking cute, and it's so deep. <laughs> It's unbelievably deep. Like I mean, the lyrics are so simple, but she's talking about cosmological yeah. events. <laughs> and like the fact that she's three year olds, three year olds, she knows that the dinosaurs died after a meteor meteor strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just very sweet, like very sweet. 
Wow. Yeah. Dinosaurs in love. Yeah, it's damn cute. This sounds like... Uh, Are you sh- can I play it? No, la, right? I mean, no point. You no might point. as well just direct Just put the link. Yeah. Because yeah. they can't really hear. It's damn fucking cute, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. Three-year-old fan Rosenthal. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. So we'll put that nice. link in the description. We have come to the end of a podcast. Oh, that has... Oh, two minutes over an hour. Wow, that's a Damn. long one. I think, I think necessary because the Wuhan yeah. thing is just going nuts on the yeah. news. Nah. We'll try and get yeah. this out as soon as we can. If you're hearing this on Sunday, I guess it'll be yeah, the Sunday, best. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday morning. Yeah. All right, cool. So as always, if you have any thoughts on anything we've said, uh, please keep uh, sending us messages. You know, we always like to read and we always try to respond to every message that we get. Yeah. Uh, people have been proposing having a live podcast recording. Yeah. If, uh, if you all want that, let yeah. us know. Because to us, it's like, eh? How live, do live what, podcasts? What are we going to do? <laughs> I mean, you're going to sit there and watch me sit there in my paunch and like talk <laughs> for like two hours. It's a bit stranger. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean I've mean, i heard people do live podcast shows. Yeah. I also always wonder what the fuck do they do? Uh, but they, maybe they package it with like song and dance. Uh, then it's like, I know like, okay, let's go. That They yeah. do the whole live show and they do a live performance. But like, we're, yeah. we're not the we're, performing we're talentless, song. <laughs> we're talentless losers. So, uh. so that's an interesting thing. I think even, I know even Nathan Hatono, I think a month ago, he did a live podcast recording at the Esplanade. But he's Nathan Hatono. He's nice to look at. And people come to see him. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not saying like, that. Okay, okay, I don't, <laughs> not you, like, you handsome, I ugly. So people are not going to like come and watch me sit there and talk. Like, hey, yeah. You never know, sir. your wife will be there. Yeah, yeah la, but eternal support. My wife, my mom, family. But. And then there's been people saying also, can we get like uh, allow fans to call in during a podcast? But the thing is, because we don't do live, yeah. So maybe once in a while we should do a live podcast recording. I don't know how that would work. Because live, po- oh, you mean for fans? I, I think yeah, I it's would, like I, a radio kind of thing. What uh. I would prefer is if let's say someone has something interesting or something that we want to talk to the person about, we could call the person, uh, schedule a time and call the person. Uh. Or, yeah, or yeah. I mean, if we put it out there, like let's say we're going to talk about the Wuhan virus, yeah, we put yeah. it on our socials like yesterday or the yeah. day before saying that, okay, we will have a slot from 3 to 4 p.m. Yeah, call yeah. during that. And if yeah. no one calls, no one calls. No, no one yeah. calls. Because the thing about calling people, then we need to know them. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, but if and, people call in, and I'm sure there's a service right now that we can receive calls having our numbers masked or something. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so, so all these ideas, we are toying with them. Yeah, so, so yeah, keep the suggestions coming. They're really helpful. Yeah, cool. All right. Till next week. Adios. Stay safe. Stay safe. Bye-bye.